Hello and welcome to Gen Zero Pokemon Movie Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Doug. And this week is going to be a little bit shorter than most weeks because all we watched was a short film in the wrong order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should have technically watched this before last week's video. Yeah, but it's kind of, I kind of hoped it would like tie things together a little bit it, better. It, it did not. It didn't do that. No. What did we watch this week? Uh, this week's quote-unquote movie was Mewtwo, Prologue to Awakening. Right, and this is basically the prequel to uh, Genesect and Legend Awakened. Yeah, we were hoping it would explain a little bit more about Mewtwo, why, and right. you know how it's different than the old Mewtwo. Yeah, but it didn't. Let's get right into it, though. It starts off with Mewtwo fighting a Tyranitar and a Escal- To Escavalier. Escavalier, that's how it's pronounced. Fucking some of these Pokemon, man. It's like Cavalier and Escargo. Right. And that's really short. Like, you don't see... You just see, like, the Tyranitar using Hyper Beam and, like, the Escavalier, like, like stabbing at the Mewtwo. But yeah. nothing yeah. really comes of it. Uh, but the next scene after that is of a Pokemon rescue squad, or I think the rescue squatter is what they call them, a rescue <laughs> squad ear or something like that. Uh, a ranger basically flying in a helicopter, kind of like the one from Black and White. It was uh, neat. It was powered by Kling Clangs again. Um, there's also an Eevee inside the uh, cockpit with the trainer who we find out later is called Virgil and apparently I guess since we we haven't watched the series if you've seen the series you know who this guy is already <laughs> yeah, uh, we had no idea yeah we had to look him up to find out who he was apparently he's kind of a big deal in the Unova region in the series um, but the problem is something goes wrong with his flyer as he calls it his helicopter and it goes down near a, a little log cabin and inside the log cabin live a hiker whose name i don't think we ever get no and his daughter anna daughter or granddaughter or something. yeah something like that his he, it's female an, an old guy a little girl and a stoutland right and yeah the hiker's kind of pissed off that he's there because the hiker used to be the primitive form or the proto form of the rescue squad and he thinks that Virgil should be better equipped and he take care of his helicopter better, I guess. He's to toughen up. Yeah. And, uh, but the little girl, Anna, seems to take a liking to him because he's just like her grandpa or whatever. We get a little interaction between him and Anna where they're eating sandwiches together, but there's nothing really. It's mostly just fluff. It's another. It's a reason for Virgil to show off his collection, though. He has almost all of the evolutions. Uh, he is currently missing Jolteon and Flareon. Yeah. And Sylveon, who we saw on the short, but isn't here, oddly yeah. enough. So apparently wherever that short took place, the one with Sylveon was not in Unova. Clearly it was in Kalos, I guess. Because... Yeah, but also to be fair, that was what that was one of the Pikachu shorts. Yes, so it wasn't directly tied to a movie. Right. Um, 
and there's some creepy dude watching this all take place. He's got like blue hair and blue jacket or whatever. He's standing in the shadows. He has a tarantar themed jacket. Yes, I want that freaking jacket. I, I wasn't sure if you took notice to it, but yeah, I did. That's pretty cool. It's got like uh, black spots where the holes would be for the tyrannitar and stuff. At least it doesn't have holes where the holes should be. Yeah. It's weird. And then Anna and the hiker explain that they got rescued recently too by a mysterious Pokemon. Uh, they were hiking. Uh, we see a flashback of them hiking along this trail up in the mountains. And Anna falls off the trail and the Statlin tries to save her. But that starts like slipping so the hiker guy throws down a rope for them to grab onto and then he falls and then that doesn't work because he falls off the cliff and then they all start falling into the abyss but uh mewtwo rescues them all and then flies away of course because it's antisocial virgil is instantly like oh i gotta find this pokemon if it's into rescuing people maybe it'll join the rescue squad yeah no yeah and then the guy who's standing in the shadows goes, Well, that was Mewtwo. And he doesn't like people. And he ex- introduces himself as Dirk. Yeah, has a broken arm. Yeah. Apparently. And he says that uh, Mewtwo also rescued him from a landslide, but didn't rescue his Escavalier, the pair of Escavalier he has. Which, if you know Mewtwo, don't sound right right from the get-go. It would more likely save the Pokemon over him. So, this guy's kind of shady to begin with. Um, He also explains that during the rock slide, Mewtwo was injured too. And they should go look for it to rescue it, basically. Then we get a scene of where Mewtwo actually is, and it is actually injured. It's floating in a lake, and an Azumarill and a regular Marl show up. What's with Mewtwo in lakes? I don't know. It's the water metaphor. Legendaries in lakes. Lakes, yeah. (laughs) Lakes. Um, but yeah, and an Azumarill and a regular Meryl show up. Mewtwo kind of looks at it and goes, no, go away. So they just kind of back off and leave. And I only mention that because it comes up later. Uh, the next scene after that little clip is, uh, Virgil and everyone else, like with a map sprawled out, kind of planning their search party. And Dirk knows that Mewtwo is distrusting of people. And that if you kind of look for it, it's going to hide better. And, you know, honestly, to Virgil's credit, he questions Dirk on this about yeah. how, how, you know, he doesn't just, like, like accept fuck, it. Yeah, like, the fuck do you know that? And apparently Dirk knows all of Mewtwo's backstory about it being imprisoned and created by humans and all that stuff. It's just more of the flashback they show from Mewtwo and... Mewtwo. Oh, absolutely, yeah, it's the same exact clip. And Dirk says at this point that he's come to protect Mewtwo from other people. And obviously, this this guy is not on the up and up. Anna then says, okay, well, if we can't use people, we'll use Pokemon. I'm friends with all of the forest Pokemon. Grandfather validates this. Yeah, he totally says, yes, this is true. They then go outside, give the Stoutland a revival herb which if you watched pokemon black and white or i think it's just white that you see it you see the actual plant in black yeah yeah i think you only see the little jar of it though in the other in white yeah um the revival herb is 
pretty much the exact same thing as the herb that Damon gets from the little kid in the ice village that he was going yeah, to get. Yeah, we found that out now. Yeah, it is, like, confirmed the exact same herb, which I thought was pretty, a nice little nod, uh, a nice little through line between the movies. And apparently it's in the series at some point, but... Once again, we we're no experts on the series yeah. after, like, the we first, just, after Kanto. We just watched the movies. And after they send off Stoutland and some of the Eevees, well, I think all of yeah, the Eevees. Yeah, they all went out to look. They, they all go after uh, to look for Mewtwo. Uh, Anna then prays to all the forest Pokemon, and they all respond and show up and help out. So, I mean, fair play. She was right. She she is friends with she, all the Do- forest. Dr. Doolittle of the forest. Yeah. I guess if you spend your entire life of, like, six years, <laughs> I, or, or however old she is, around forest Pokemon, you can kind of get acclimated to them, so... Kind of makes sense, except for, like, the Ursa Ring and shit. Like, how did you become friends with that thing? It just seems kind of weird that she, like, prayed to them, and like, yeah. suddenly they all show up. Yeah, you think Celebi would be around. Or, like, it made more, make more sense if like, she would talk to one, and they went out and brought more back. Right. Uh, but they all go searching for Meryl, or... They yeah. all go searching for Mewtwo, and the Statland and the Evolutions uh, come across the Azumarill and Meryl. And they point Scotland and them in the right direction. Which, uh, at, right after they go off looking for Mewtwo, we see a small drone come into the shot. And this is where we it's get... It's a Roomba. I don't care. I've seen drones. It's like the Metal Gear drone. It is a flying Roomba. It's, it's a fly... It's, it's, you're, you're being too harsh on that. No, it's, it's stupid Pokemon tech. It's a flying Roomba. Um, and we find out that this is obviously Dirk's camera. But after that scene, uh, the Stoutland and the Evolutions uh, do find Mewtwo. They try to give it the re- revival herb, but Mewtwo refuses. Because I guess it smelled the stink of humans on it. It's like, we don't need your help. Or Mewtwo's like, I don't need your help. I don't need help from humans or Pokemon that are associated with humans. I wonder if Mewtwo can tell which Pokemon are trainer Pokemon. Probably, but after this, we get the true stupid Pokemon attack of the movie. These stupid little orbs that are about the size of Pokeballs, maybe a little bit bigger. It reminded me, at first, very much of the original Mewtwo's Capture Balls. Kind of, yeah. Except they don't capture. Right. They, they shoot little lasers. Yeah. And make force fields. Yeah, they 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 circle around where Mewtwo's ha- uh, hanging out, basically the outside of it. And create what Dirk calls an EM barrier, which I, sure, whatever. An electromagnetic barrier, maybe? Yeah, but how does that keep Mewtwo in? Destroys the electrical impulses in Mewtwo's brain as he tries to fly through? I don't Sure. I, I, I don't try to understand Pokemon, yeah. stupid Pokemon tech because it's stupid for a reason. Yeah, this is definitely stupid Pokemon tech. Um... He then sends out his Tyranitar in the Escavalier. You get it one time. He then sends out the Tyranitar and the Escavalier and fights Mewtwo. And we have a, a pretty long protracted fight scene here. That's we learned his arm isn't broken. Right. He was he's... hiding his little controller bracelet thing. Right, his little camera slash ball controller, whatever you want to call it, thing in that arm. And, uh... 
the Tyranitar and the two S Cavalier corner Mewtwo, and they're about to do like uh, Tyranitar is about to do Hyper Beam, and the S Cavalier about to do their versions, and it's cornered. And then Mewtwo turns into Mega Mewtwo Y, like we've seen before, but should have been surprised about because this would be the first viewing of that. Are you surprised? Huh? Dirk is surprised. Dirk is very surprised. The Pokemon obviously are no match for Mewtwo at this point, so he sends more of those round little orbs to attack, and they all shoot beams at Mewtwo, and there's like ten of them shooting these energy beams at Mewtwo and capture it. Not literally, like, just hold it in place. Um, At this point, Virgil, the hiker, and Anna show up. Dirk then reveals the fact that he's not here to protect Mewtwo. Obviously, he's what's what he calls a Pokemon hunter, which is kind of a callback to the Celebi movie. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't we encounter them a long time ago? Yes, long, long time ago. Mewtwo then goes kind of on this. Uh, Mewtwo breaks out again because it's Mewtwo. It's Mewtwo. That's what it does, and. Virgil is like, hey Mewtwo, we're here to help you. And Mewtwo kind of says, fuck off, I hate humans. And Anna apologizes to Mewtwo for all the bad stuff that happened to it. And something really dumb happens next. I I can't really explain. So when Mewtwo breaks out of its being captured by the orbs, the orbs all fall to the ground, right? Okay. And since that happened... They explode. I guess if they take enough damage. And then they catch the forest on fire. It was bound to happen eventually. <laughs> yeah, after that. Yeah, forest fire now. Yeah, and Virgil being the rescue squad person that he is, he calls on his EV to form a fire brigade. A fire? No, the team EV goes into firefight mode is basically what he says. No Squirtle Squad. Of course. Most of the EVs, the ground-type EVs, or the ground-based EVs, the uh, regular EV itself, the uh, Glaceon and Leafeon all use Sand Attack. The Umbreon and Esbreon use Psychic to hold the fire in place while the Vaporeon can put out the fire. I guess to stop it from spreading? I guess. It doesn't really fucking work, though, because it just gets way bigger. Oh, I'm sorry. This is where the orbs catch Mewtwo in the beams. The other time, they were just fighting the orbs. And he was knocking them to the ground. But this is where he actually, or it actually gets caught. Doesn't really change much, though, because it goes Mewtwo Y, it goes Mega, destroys these orbs, too, and gets away. After it gets out of the ensnarement beams, it flies off out of the forest and, like, far away. And we get the quote that I dread the most... From a Mewtwo, I only bring trouble to those who get close to me. And you can just see the old Mewtwo shining through with this line. <laughs> Holy crap. I, I thought they would be different. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in the movie, this Mewtwo seems a lot more just hateful towards humans and not quite as brooding. Yeah. But, but no, no. This line specifically. I swear to God, I heard the old Mewtwo's voice <laughs> when it said this line because it was so, so right up that old Mewtwo's alley. But it does something that I think the old Mewtwo probably wouldn't do, at least in the first movie. 
it pretty much dumps a lake on the forest. Like, it, it uses its psychic abilities to pick up a nearby lake and drop it on the forest. Yeah, it's a giant whirlpool. It's really hard to describe, but it's a huge fucking it looks body like Pip, of water. It looks like Piplup's whirlpool move above it, Mewtwo's head after right. it picks up all the water in a giant like spout. Yeah, only yeah. times like a hundred because it's like the entire length of the forest too. Yeah, well, it has to put out the entire forest. Yeah, luckily it was smart and not drop. It didn't drop the entire lake at once. It kind of just rains down onto the forest slowly, putting crushing them. Yeah, I was thinking like. That's going to flood. That's going to cause a lot of different problems here, Mewtwo. But it doesn't really. After the forest fire's all out, Dirk wakes up, because apparently he got knocked out at one point. I didn't see that happen. And he uh, he, he tries to command Tyranitar and the Excavalier to attack Mewtwo. Where Mewtwo does something that's probably the a first in the Pokemon series. At least that we've seen. Yeah. It uses its psychic abilities to literally crush the three Pokeballs that uh, Dirk was using to Dirk was using for his Pokemon. Mind you, they weren't in them. No, they weren't <laughs> inside the Pokeballs. Yeah, I should should explain that. Uh, they were outside. But as soon as the Pokeballs get crushed, the three Pokemon just kind of wander off. Which leads you to a kind of thought, are the Pokeballs actually just like a mind control device? I think so. Uh... And after the DNC movie, I promise I will have my dissertation on the Pokeball ready. <laughs> that will be one extra podcast we will do. We will actually do one on the Pokeball because I have a lot of thoughts. I just need to get them in order before we start. After Mewtwo destroys the Pokeballs and his Pokemon leave, Espeon and Umbreon use their psychic powers to hold Dirk in place. So that Virgil can take him to an officer, Jenny, he says. Mewtwo then flies away. And we see basically the scene we get in the flashback of Mewtwo flying during the thunderstorm. Yeah, before right the be- birds. Right before the birds and that like forest group of Pokemon take, him in, take it in. But we don't actually get to see it get struck by lightning or anything. We just see it flying away. And then the next scene is Oak telling Ash about the Pokemon Hills and how it's not ready yet, but I'll have my friend give you the hookup and let you in early. And we have to because Silent is in this fucking movie, or short, whatever you want to call it. We have to get a shitty line from Silent. He says something along the lines of like, Pokemon Hills, that sounds delicious. Fuck you, Silent. Nothing, it doesn't have to relate to food, you asshole. <laughs> can't stand that dude so, oh. it's funny you always find at least one sidekick to hate yeah from each series silence really getting on still, still better than Tracy yeah. he's getting there though he's really getting there we will have to talk about worst partners yeah but the next scene is uh, Ash sees on the TV Virgil is being interviewed and apparently he is the Unova League champion which threw us both off because in the game he's Definitely, Definitely not, not even in them. Right, exactly. Uh, but yeah, apparently in the series, he's the Nova League, cha- League champion. And that's really it. It then kind of just cuts to credits and I yeah. guess it heads right into the movie. Yeah. 
So let's get right into our bests and worsts for this little short. It was really quick. What was your favorite Pokemon in this movie? Uh, or short, whatever. Fuck it. What was your favorite Pokemon here? I have to go with the Eevees. I just I've always liked Eevees. They're cute. Yeah. Like the entire family line of them. Right. No particular one. Okay. You? I went with a specific one, and I went with Eevee itself. Uh, I really like this Eevee. It didn't do the says its name thing. It had like a a yip to it, so I thought that was better. And it was nice to see them kind of trying to get away from the I say my own name every time kind of thing. What was your least favorite Pokemon? You too. Yeah. I'm gonna have to finish that. You too. Me too. Me. Too. I, I had no I had no real beef with Mewtwo Y in the movie. When it came to this, though, it just had way too much reminiscence of the yeah. original. Yeah. Then, I mean, I am I still don't like Mewtwo Y, so... Yeah. He's got a big tail head. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, man, that GameCube... Uh, the, game, <laughs> the GameCube hook. Uh, what was your favorite scene in this movie? I don't really know. It was, like I said, it was really short. There really wasn't... Really short. 20 minutes long. There really weren't that many scenes, and none of them would really stand out to me. Right. I don't... Okay, that's fine. You didn't yeah, have I really, a... I really don't have one. Yeah. Mine was the just the revival herb. Just a nod to the revival herb. I thought that was a nice little uh, callback, I guess. It's, it's not technically a callback because that's just what it is, but I didn't realize that's what it was when we first yeah. watched that movie. It so. taught us something new. Yeah. That's about it. So I thought that was pretty cool. What was your least favorite scene? Uh, when Mewtwo decides to start brooding again. Yeah, fair enough. About, uh, is it actually, you know, supposed to be in this world? Will it ever find a place for itself? Right. Where it belongs? Yeah. Standard yeah. Mewtwo brooding. Right. You? What was your least favorite scene? Uh, the scene where Dirk tried to catch Mewtwo with the balls, like, shooting the beams. Stupid Pokemon yeah. catching tech. It's just, it and never it, works out. And you know the Pokemon Hunters always have a stupid Pokemon tech. Yeah. So, what did you rate this movie? I rated a Pokeball. Yeah. Honestly, much like the original first part of uh, Mewtwo Strikes Back that was cut for America. Right. Where they showed the origin. This could have easily have just been the initial part of the movie. Right. And not its own separate thing. Right. Maybe it'll get incorporated sometime later. You know, if it was just a longer extension of uh, the Genesec movie, right? I probably would have been fine with it. Yeah. But if I actually had just watched it like we did, yeah, it it was really not worth our time, right? Or, or probably your time either. If yeah. Listening to this, what was your rating? I actually gave it a great ball, which oh. is funny because I'm pretty sure I gave the movie itself a Pokeball. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> um, the virtue of it being shorter really helped. It was a lot easier to take in. Uh, the the few callbacks were nice, and I don't know. I like Tarantar. It's pretty cool. And I like the Eevees. You just like the guy's jacket. The jacket was pretty cool. I would like that jacket. The jacket, the uh, Ocarina, and the Dreamcatcher are the three so far that I would like to get. Uh, 
And that's going to do it for this week's episode of the podcast. Sorry it's so short, but I didn't want to put this in with the DNC movie because that w would make even less sense. But I did want to get this out of the way in case it tied stuff up, which it didn't, unfortunately. Yeah. And I don't want to just scrap the podcast and not have one this week because that would suck too. So hopefully it was entertaining and informative. All right. So we'll see you next week. Where we should be doing Diancy then. Yes, correct? we will definitely be doing Diancy next week. All right, so longer one next week. Yeah, definitely, and a good one. I really like that movie. Yeah, Spoiler yeah. alert! That was we all. I've we, we have we much. have seen it already. Yeah. Before this, like we said before. Yeah. We'll, so, we'll see. Prepared. We'll see. We see. All right. See ya later. Cheers.